On today's episode of the Talking Hawks podcast, we're joined by the number seven pick in the 2021 National Draft. He received a Rising Star nomination in 2022. He's been labelled as one of the best two-way runners in the Hawthorne team with his ability to use his aerobic capacity to impact both offensively and defensively. He's played 25 games in his career to date, kicking four goals. And we welcome to the Talking Hawks podcast, Josh Ward. G'day, thank you for having me. Not a problem. Thanks very much for joining us, Josh. First question I have for you is, I've been told around the club you've got the nickname of Cuddles. Can you explain the nickname to us? Uh, yeah, it's just one that sort of got brought up a few few months ago. There's not really much to it. Just, I guess, you get stuck with a few few interesting nicknames over the years. And um, that's one that's kind of stuck because I wasn't that happy with it to start off with. So that, I didn't really... Um, uh didn't really handle it probably the right way to um and it just stuck <laughs> bit of a stitch up from the boys then uh, yeah. and i've i've been told around the club you're very good in terms of your punctuality and obviously you're one of the more driven players at the club but i've also been told that recently you missed a flight uh, to one of our recent interstate trips is that true that's correct yep i um i missed the flight to gws a few weeks ago and um yeah that wasn't wasn't a good day for me i um I got mixed up the timings with our flight and the VFL flight because the VFL flight headed to Sydney as well. Um, so I was sitting at home at about 11 o'clock, which was when our the AFL flight left and got a call from our um, one of our staff ask, asking where I was. And I said, I'm at home. I'm about to head to the airport. And he's like, yeah, well, our flight's leaving now. So you're going to have to jump on another one. Um, so, yeah, that's probably that's definitely the worst worst I've done in terms of being late to something and I hopefully I won't do it again for the rest of my career but that was a stressful morning. Yeah, I can imagine it certainly would have been stressful. I'd, I'd heard that you'd uh, been late to the flight but obviously now that gives us a bit more clarity in terms of it. Now you're currently studying law which is a massive task to undertake especially while you're playing footy professionally. Has Dutchie got you doing some unpaid work with the legal team at Hawthorne in your free time? Uh, I haven't been forced to do any work by Dutch yet, but I think if I if I was I'd I should be the one paying him because I'd be learning how to um yeah, do what he does for um yeah, with a pretty experienced lawyer and someone that's very good at his job and who understands um yeah, what it's like to to study, I guess, while you're playing footy. So I'd I'd love to do some work with Dutchy at some point. Um and yeah, I should probably be the one one paying him if I was to if he was to let me do some stuff with him, but um, yeah, look, I'm enjoying law so far. I've pretty much just gotten started, um, but yeah, it's a it's a fair bit of reading, fair bit of work, but um, yeah, enjoying it. How do you go with balancing it up, obviously, with footy training and and the professional side of it? Yeah, it is tricky because um, obviously with footy, you don't have, haven't got much time to study, and especially after those long days at the club where you're training and in meetings all day, the last thing you feel like when you get home is studying. So um, it's really just making use of the sort of half days and the days I've got off that I get most of my study done. I was in at uni today, for example, on a day off. Um, and yeah, I'll try and, if I am at uni, I'll try and stay there and get some work done because um, yeah, I'm not, not as productive when I'm at home and got a lot of distractions around me. So yeah, um, yeah, I guess it's just balancing your time as effectively as you can, but it's, it is a bit of a um, challenge sometimes. It's good to see you getting into the the uh, the legal side of things because you know that doctors and lawyers make the world go round. 
Well, yeah, hopefully I can be a part of that at some point. So on to uh, the most recent performance against the Richmond Tigers. Can you take us into the sheds after the game? What was the mood like? Yeah, that was a um, really disappointing finish. Um, that was probably the the flattest I've been after a game because you know we had such a great opportunity to knock off a good side and a side obviously in Richmond that have been dominant for a long time. Um, so yeah, it would have been a really good win for us and as competitive players and players that want to win every game we play. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty poor feeling after the game. Um, in saying that though, like having had a few days to reflect on it, like it was a disappointing last quarter and um, yeah, we really need to learn a lot from that, but there are a lot of aspects of the game that we should take a lot of confidence out as well. I feel like, I mean, being up by, six goals against the like really good team in Richmond. It just shows that we're on the right path and like a lot of our game we're getting, we're getting right. We just need to make sure we do it for longer. Um, but yeah, it was the overall emotion out of that game was, was disappointment. Sam's always one of trying to find positives uh, in terms of the game. And I guess after you've done your review, is it more or seen as an opportunity lost or do you view it as more of an opportunity learned in terms of gaining that experience in those close ones? Yeah, I think it is an opportunity to learn. We definitely learned a lot, especially about how to, um, you know, handle those those pressure situations in the last few minutes because we haven't really trained much scenarios at all. We've been more focusing on, you know, our ball movement and our team defence. We haven't spoken a lot about scenarios, so... Look, that's something we'll we'll learn a lot from, and um, I think we will be a lot better for it. I'd say going forward, um, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity to to have a good scalp. Another big opportunity this weekend, obviously coming up against St Kilda, who's sitting in the eighth. Uh, now, looking at you in terms of your development, you were a top draft pick who came in. How do you deal with the pressure of that? Uh yeah, it's an that's an interesting question. I think it's more um, because everyone once you get drafted, it's you're back to sort of a level playing field, and you know everyone on the list starts preseason at the same spot, and you've got to work hard and earn your role. So I felt like from like in terms of the club's expectations, there wasn't um, any more pressure than anyone else has to face. Um, but in terms of the pressure I was putting on myself, I definitely felt like I'd um yeah was putting heaps of pressure on myself especially last year in terms of my performance and wanting to sort of prove that I'd deserve to be a top draft pick um and I feel like this year I've been able to focus a lot more on sort of the process rather than the outcome if that makes sense so sort of I've started to develop my knowledge of what I do when I play well and the sort of actions that I can take to to play well, and I think that's more important than putting pressure on yourself, and um, and it almost takes the pressure off because I know that if I just work hard and um, yeah, sort of try and implement those actions, then I'll more than likely uh, be happy with how I played. So um, yeah, I've sort of had a journey with dealing with the pressure, and that's going to continue, but. Um, I think I'm on the right track. In terms of understanding the processes, in terms of instead of looking at the outcomes, who's been helping you around the club with that? 
uh, a lot of a lot of the coaches. So David Hale, and midfield coach, we've been um, yeah talking a lot about what makes me a good player and um, yeah the sort of keys and triggers that I need um, to make sure that I you know play to my strengths and use my weapons. Um, so he's been really good for me in that regard, and also um, you know we all talk to our um, club psychologist um, Andrew Waterson, who's been great for me in that regard as well um so those have been two that have really helped i think in terms of david hale how has he helped i guess in in terms of furthering your game this year what have been the big areas of improvement that you've worked on with him so with him it's been a lot about um playing to my strengths and um sort of not trying to be a player that i'm not so um you know one of those is the work i do at stoppage is more um, you know, using what makes me a good player. So my um, sort of skills and and sort of being ability to read the ball rather than just bodying up and trying to shove players off me. Um, so that's been a big one as well as, you know, using my work rate and just making sure I'm getting from contest to contest as quickly as possible. Uh, they've probably been two big improvements this year. Now, throughout this year, you've shown great mental resilience. You you were dropped earlier in the season and then you were injured and it looks sort of like a, a tough battle, I guess, to, to come back. And you went back to Box Hill and you did your time and you come back in, you've made a massive impact on the wing. Can you talk to us about that resilience and self-belief that you've been able to show this year? Yeah. I, um, so, yeah, I got injured early on and um, missed three weeks of my foot. Um and then had to, yeah, did come back through the VFL, which I think did help me just sort of being able to focus on my craft and, um, yeah, get a bit of confidence back in my game because it is hard um, when you're injured to to maintain that sort of that sort of sharpness, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a tough period there for a bit because obviously it's frustrating being injured and everyone goes through, goes through that. But... Um, I think I was, you know, helped by my coaches, just having some specific aspects of my game to really work on and develop over that period. And um, that helped with the resilience and um, dealing with not playing. Um, And then, yeah, I enjoyed playing with, you know, a few of the younger boys in the VFL for a few weeks and was able to get some form back and play some good games. And, um, yeah, I think it's really helped my game going back into the AFL um, having that sort of period, yeah. When you were at Box Hill, what was the messaging? Was it in terms of getting a specific number of touches to get back into the AFL team, or um, what was the the message you were receiving? It's definitely not not wasn't about touches. Um, I just had to like prove, I guess, that I was match fit again um, after being injured. So that was the main one, and then, um, you know, there was one week where like the AFL team played really well and I played really well in VFL, but it was hard to change a winning team. So the message was just keep playing well and uh, my chance will, will come again. Um, and I just, yeah, was told to keep working on my midfield craft and um, you know, my contest to contest running and um, yeah, got back in the next week. So um, that was good. Yeah, we're grateful to see you back in the side. Since you've come back in, you've had a bit of leather poisoning and been able to hit the goals as well, which has been fantastic. Have you felt, I guess, a bit more refreshed coming back into the team after doing that time at Box Hill? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was interesting. I had 
a pretty similar um, period last year as well, sort of missing a few games during the year and um, during the middle of the year and refocusing on my strengths and then was able to come back in and have a have a good impact. So I feel like I have come back a better player and, um, yeah, hopefully can continue that for the last five games of the year. With only five games left in the season, what are the club actually doing, I guess, to help keep the players mentally fresh? Because obviously as the season drags on and, and draws to a close, we know we won't be playing finals. So how's the club helping to keep players mentally fresh? Uh, that's an interesting one. I think often it's up to the players to maintain your motivation. I feel like that hasn't been an issue at all for our club because for us, every game matters, no matter whether we're playing finals or not, because it's about building our sort of building our skill, building our ability and capacity to play well. So I think for every player, especially like the younger group that are really trying to develop, um, there's no there's no issue with sort of motivation and drive to play well because you know we always just want to play well in and of itself regardless of whether we're playing finals or not um but you know we I feel like every week's refreshing we come in and um you know recovery on the Monday or Tuesday we'll play a few games play some soccer outside and um that makes it really really enjoyable um and I feel like it is just refreshing being around each other um, when we do come into the club because we all get along pretty well. And um, yeah. It's fantastic to hear that obviously that motivation within the group is at a real high level, especially yeah. considering, you know, as we said, we won't be playing finals this year. And I guess in terms of the uh, the motivation, we can also look at, I guess, the energy around the club. And I know that, while you're quite serious, your locker buddy is someone who brings a, a ton of energy. And Fergus came on the podcast recently and he was talking about your relationship with him and how he tries to, I guess, use his energy and his uh, different take on life to be able to help ma- uh, marry up with you and sort of a yin and yang approach. Can you talk to us about your relationship uh, with Ferg? Yeah, it's, I've had a, I've got a pretty good relationship with Ferg. I think he's, um, one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been a, a great locker buddy, I reckon. He um, really doesn't like it when I leave stuff on his side of the locker. So I, you've, I think you've seen the funny and happy side of him, but he can get pretty grumpy as well. So um, yeah, he gets really grumpy when I um, yeah leave stuff around his locker. But no, nah, I get, get along well with Ferg and um, yeah, he's really brought a new dimension to the club, I think, just with his, um, you know, character and um, sort of his his personality is just infectious, really. So, um, yeah, it's been good to have him. Now, this weekend, uh, Will Day's got his 50th game in the brown and gold, and he was a first-round draft pick with great leadership skills, very similar to you. How's Daisy been in terms of your development as the cl- at the club as a young leader? Yeah, he's been a player I've really looked up to as someone who's been able to really take that next step this year. Um, and obviously he's had his fair share of struggles with injury as well early in his career, much probably much worse than what I've gone through. Um, but yeah, his, his resilience and um, his work ethic has sort of shown that once you get past that, you can um, yeah really take a next step. So that's something that I'm looking to channel in the next few years and um yeah he's been 
he's been a great leader amongst the young young boys. He's got a great sort of footy mind and ability to speak up when he needs to. Um, so yeah, he's been he's been really good. In terms of young players like yourself, what opportunities have you been given in terms of leadership? Obviously, we have our leadership group, but what opportunities have you been given to be able to put forth your leadership? Uh, I think where the way the club is sort of set up, it's um, everyone is encouraged to speak up. So, um, like in meetings and in any time you're sort of having a team discussion, uh, like the floor is always open for young players to speak up. And I've found that has been a really positive aspect of 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 the Hawks really like just the the environment and the culture allows you to um speak up and say what you think regardless of how many games you played or how old you are um so I think that's been really positive and then um in one of our part of our program is the young boys getting together to do some activities together and um educate ourselves about other aspects of life outside of footy and um, so we sort of do a few sessions every few weeks that are run by like by us really. So that's been another opportunity. I did a little um with together with the um club dietitian, I asked her to um show us a little bit about how to cook because a lot of the younger boys would have no idea and a lot of us will move out of home pretty soon. So um yeah, organized a session uh run by her to show us um yeah, a few tips. So that was good. Will there be a cookbook by the club coming out for Christmas that we might be able to purchase? I doubt. I definitely don't think we're at that level yet, but um, maybe in a few years. <laughs> now, this weekend, obviously, uh, another big opportunity for us to get a scalp when we're playing against St Kilda, who is sitting inside the eight. What can we expect to see from the Hawks this Sunday against the Saints? Um, I think we'll just bring sort of what we brought the last three weeks where we've had pretty strong performances is just you know, effort and energy um, might not be, you know, it might be a bit messy at times, but I think we're embracing that at the moment and, um, yeah, just looking to show our weapons and continue to develop. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, you know, if it is another close game, we'll, um, you know, show a bit of development and learning from last week. Um, obviously, we want to be winning comfortably by the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I think, just effort and energy are two things that we'll um, pride ourselves on. In terms of effort and energy, you spoke about the last three weeks. Was there, I guess, a, a flick of the switch? Because after the bye, those two games, post-bye against Carlton and then Gold Coast, we seem to be lacking it. And then the last three weeks, as you mentioned, we've really had that. Was there a change in program or something like that that was able to spark the group? There wasn't a big change. I think we just recognised that, you know, those last two weeks really hadn't been up to standard. Um, and we knew that we had to, you know, as a playing group, we all had to lift and, um, yeah, bring a better, better contest and better effort. And I think we definitely saw that against GWS the next week, um, and have continued that on from there. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, those, those are things that are really non-negotiable if you want to be a good team. So they're very important and, um, we'll continue to, to drive that. With five games to go on the season, what's been your favourite moment of the season to date? Favourite moment so far? Uh, well, I, I got my... Um, I think it was my third win of the year against North last 
a few weeks ago, and that was really enjoyable just to be in the rooms with um my family and and friends as well um, after having a good win. So I'd say that has been my favorite moment so far. It's always nice to celebrate a win. And then I guess the last question we have for you, Josh, is on the last episode of the Talking Hawks podcast, Fergus Green gave an open invitation for you to join him at the tattoo parlor in the off season. Is there any chance you'll be accepting that one? There is no chance, Ferg. Um, my mum would kill me if I got a tattoo. But <laughs> um, And especially seeing some of Fergus's, I've really been discouraged even more. So um, I'm going to have to decline. That's all right. You could get a nice little eagle with the word legal in the middle of it and you'd be set for life. Interesting. I might might have to investigate that, but I, I doubt that'll that'll go through. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving up your time, Josh. We really appreciate it. And we hopefully look forward to seeing the Brown and Gold pick up the four points this weekend against St Kilda. And we look forward to seeing your continued development in the Hawthorne team. No worries. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. This concludes today's Talking Hawks episode. Please make sure to like and follow us on our social media, whether it's at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Talking Hawks. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And if podcasts are your thing, please feel free to like and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. While you're there, feel free to give us a review and a five-star rating as it helps us to connect and engage with Hawthorne fans across the Talking Hawks content. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. And until next time, go the Hawks.